0: what's up everybody deadpool fafo today is the monday interview we have Tufel. i've known her for a while now and uh we're gonna go ahead and talk about some uh psychology stuff some uh well, basically everything that people take it, they're uh, the microdoses this shit for, right? Tufel? what's up?
1: Yep. Yeah. Oh, pretty good, man. Been doing good. Um, so, just kind of wanted to give a little background on me, uh, some credentials, I guess you would say. I'm a psychologist, but I am not your traditional chair psychologist. Um, when I was going through college, I quickly realized I don't really like dealing with crazy people. They don't listen to you very well. They like can give them a whole bunch of homework and they don't do it. And it's uh, it's not that's a special tool to deal with those people, and I'm not fit for that. But <laughs> I understand
0: that completely. <laughs>
1: There are areas in psychology that people may not be aware of. And mine is, um, I'm an IO psychologist. It's an industrial organizational psychologist. And it's a behavioral view to business consulting. So I will go into a place and the same... Behavioral approaches that you would use on a person, we adapt those to a business and you treat it as such. So you eliminate good behaviors and, I mean, you eliminate bad behaviors and then reinforce the good behaviors. It's all pretty basic stuff there.
0: Basically telling them what is the best way to run their business using a psychological standpoint of view.
1: Correct, correct. It's like a very elaborate carrot and stick program.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's the best way no matter what you're doing. Everybody
1: likes it. Correct, correct. Now, the big thing about the carrot that I find is, especially in the business world, they just assume that everyone wants money and they're like, this carrot works well. And that carrot doesn't really work well for everyone. Because you you need to reach some threshold of money. Because if you don't hit that threshold, no one really cares about your job. You know they're not making enough money, so they don't focus. But once you reach this like minimum threshold, then it kicks into quality of life. Now starts to rank more than actual money, and you can offset it with money. It's not a it directly just kind of flattens off or anything. But right, for right, the most for part,
0: people. If, or else, rich people would stop making money and trying so hard. You know, it's it's Correct. everybody has what everybody has what they want in their life, and money's not always the only thing important.
1: Yeah, like I don't ever hear Robbie down the road talk about his legacy and which buildings he's going to leave his name on. But once you get into like billionaire status, everyone's got a billion dollars in the billionaire club. What buildings do you own, <laughs> right?
0: I, I own a hunter's
1: cabin. <laughs> <laughs> yes indeed. But I'm I'm still in the world of renting right now because it is not a buyer's market. We've been looking around. Interest rates are still insane on houses. I don't I don't get it. It's like eight percent on money right now.
0: Yeah, I just yeah, well that whole the whole fuck I, I I don't know that much about economics and this whole fucking thing, but I do know that uh, the banks are fucking bullshit. I know that much. <laughs> so, how 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 do you how can you be broke? Not give me a loan, but you're still giving billions of dollars and millions of dollars for bonuses to the people that run your business. I mean, that's that's one of the things. That's what that's one of the things that would just not be a carrot for me. Where my, my owners are making millions and they do nothing, <laughs> and then I my bonus is a fucking turkey for Thanksgiving.
1: Fuck you. Yes, indeed. Well, so that kind of pigeon toes into something I've been saying a lot, and it it applies to almost. Every situation I look at, and do you remember those little mazes that you would have when you were a kid and you had to like get to the center? Right. You'd have to like draw a line. Well, if you start in the center of that maze and try to get out the maze, it's always so much easier. So if you just start running all these mazes backwards, like quit assuming the government program is what it says it is. Just throw that out of the window. Go watch what it does, and then reverse engineer it, and now you find out what their goal was. And most of the time, that's what the actual goal was. It's just sold as something yeah, else.
0: Yeah, it's like when they when they run when they run run a new law or something, an amendment or whatever the fuck they're doing. Why is it Why does it have to be three thousand pages when the last two thousand and ninety eight two thousand nine hundred ninety eight pages are from big pharma or fucking um, fucking energy companies. You know, it's fucking <laughs> everything, everything they do in the beginning is hiding what really they want to do. So, yeah, fuck that. So that's basically what you go in there and you just you're basically telling them the best way to get the most work out of their
1: employees or just well, it it depends on what the scope is. So most of the time. I can't get into a company that way. We pigeon toll in through the safety department because if you bring in a psychologist and you're doing a behavioral approach to safety items, you get an instant rebate on your insurance that year. So I'm paid for by showing up and they're a little more accepting for that. It's like, well, we're not losing anything. We're getting a discount. So let them go in that situation. It, and that was mainly with like some of the, I was a inside a nuclear power plant helping the control room operators for a while. And those guys, you can definitely tell it was just for the insurance. They didn't want me saying anything. Just leave the guys alone, sit there. Just sign it. We
0: just need your time card.
1: Correct. We just need to prove you're on campus for this insurance rebate. Now. There's also your other guys who will approach you with a specific problem. And those are a little more interesting. They're a little more fun, but they tend to be a little more difficult because they have a problem. But if the solution doesn't match the solution that they wanted, they tend to push back on that. And that's kind of not how fixing thing works. Like if you brought me your car and I was like, the alternator was out you were like, cool. Can we change the battery anyway? No, the alternator's out. (laughs) Right. so so it just kind of depends on when they put where and how they pull you in right
0: interesting so yeah. Yeah, they're talking about you're looking at this from the, the standpoint of us using the psychedelics and stuff like you're using our, how do you how are you connecting those two I mean you're you're talking about it but I wasn't really understanding as far as okay
1: so that's that's just what I do as an I/O psychologist. All right, right. And I basically use psychology like a hammer. It's it's this is a tool, and how do I use this tool to get people to do those results? Now, when you take that approach, and then you bring that over to the therapy side, and instead of looking at your traditional therapy model. What, what I would focus on is more of the behavioral aspects to this. Um, like, what, what are you hoping to accomplish with this therapy? Uh, I, I would never want to replace a psychologist. I think one of the important things with this is you need an actual psychologist. Uh, there are very few people who seem to get the full benefit out of these on their own. Uh, it, it just doesn't work that way. I was I was under the assumption because I've done my my own dabbling into psychedelics that everyone gets the message, and I think some people maybe get the message, but it gets lost in translation somewhere. Um, it it I does seem that you good. Yeah,
0: I find that uh, I find that uh, you know you can tell people the the most important things, just the building blocks to get the most out of it. Like the most important being set and setting. You know, but then everyone always just wants to go ahead and get that hit. They want to I say hit only because that's basically what they're looking for. They just want to go fucking zooming. They want to see aliens or something while they're sitting in the middle of a fucking graveyard drinking and doing meth. And then they want to pop a couple's rooms and have a nice high. That's not how it works. You know, if you want the things to work, there are steps that you have to follow in order for them to work well and help you fix your life and things that are wrong with you. Yeah. I mean but yeah nobody nobody cares about the, the the you know the steps that it takes they just want the end result basically like you with the uh, starting at the the beginning the middle of the maze they want they, they just want to get there they don't want the no fucking always
1: Yeah but just because you started at the end of the maze you still have to make all the steps backwards that it told you like you, just because what? you know the steps if you still take the wrong turn you're never going to get out the maze you still have to actually go through the steps and I think that's the part that people miss. And I was really hopeful for the way they're doing it in Colorado right now is that they're specifically writing in laws for facilitators. And that's where this really comes in, is it would be a facilitator to therapy, someone who's right. more focused on how to use the mushrooms as a tool for therapy, just right. just like we would use the psychology. I'm. Um, I've dabbled around is
0: just, with it. You. Is just another, yeah, it is just another tool in your tool belt. I mean, not, it won't work for everybody. And if it's in your head that it's a drug, it's bad. It's not going to work for you because you have to be brought out of that mindset, or else it's never going to work for you. But you, being a psychologist, that's—I mean—you have a tool belt, and the more tools you have to go ahead, and people over the head with a hammer—that's the best, you know, the best thing to have.
1: Tools. Yep. Now, and another thing is, I. I don't necessarily see a big benefit in micro dosing yet. There's a lot of promise and there's a lot of buzz around it, but actual results, it's it's still a little anecdotal. It's not it's not showing.
0: That's that's a you just don't have enough time placebo. yet. It's a placebo effect, correct? You know, and, well, and you, you you right need now, more time, actually. I mean, don't get me wrong, but I mean, a lot of people that they take them also, they're they're on antidepressants, which completely fucks up the whole point. I mean, I don't know exactly how well it works. I mean, you might know more than me on this subject, but if you're on antidepressants, it's hard to even get a dose on psilocybin.
1: So... Correct. And- From what I understand, it makes the cost of admission to the ride higher, because my girlfriend, she she was on yeah she was on uh, some meds, and they she'd have to take a lot more than a normal piece, person, but she was able to get there. Um, but I just I think the benefits One hour
0: later. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I really think the true benefits in the therapy, though, are your macro doses the the trips that you if you had it's a right. wonderful right. pleasant time. Correct. You're not supposed to enjoy what you're about to do. It's going to show you some things that you didn't want to see about yourself. And you're going to have to take this information that you didn't want, package it up, and then come up with some plan to do something different tomorrow. Like The, the, the trip is the insight, but then the actual work starts tomorrow. That's yeah, And that's going to be learning. difficult.
0: You're learning more about yourself that you didn't realize because it wasn't on the surface. And it just, that's why you normally when they facilitate these things, like you're saying, like if it ever became the camera I would, I would love to have those things, those rooms you have set up and you're there taking care of that person, getting them in the right state of mind, throwing some headphones on them, throwing the night, the blinds on them, fucking who the fuck cares, whatever. But then at the end, it's important. You take notes. You write what, what, what did you see? What, did, how do you feel? What do you think you need to do? Write that stuff down? Cause now when tomorrow you know you're gonna be like oh maybe that's not what it was but now you look at that fucking list and it says yeah stop petting my dog the wrong way that said you know that's the wrong thing your your body was telling you don't pet my dog against the grain but
1: it's just (laughs) yeah now i have done some facilitating with some friends and associates Um, It's not you can't really do it above board, you know, the psychologist isn't allowed in the room right now. So you can't do it properly. Um, But it's one of the big factors in doing that is is priming and making sure that you're in the right mind state. Just like you said, set and setting is important. You you, want to use you want to use set and setting as a a kind of a kicker. So if, if you think that you have an idea of what you want to work on. Like me, I yell a lot. I have a temper. When I go in, that's what I'm focused on. Like what are some things that I need to do better to control my temper. But before you go in, you have that talk, you, you do, you get your head in that mind space of already processing that information. So when you do go under and you start getting all these random thoughts, it's there to bounce around already. It it was in today's working memory. It's in our Ram before we dump it.
0: Right. No, well wait, and that, you said they you're not allowed in the room right now.
1: Technically, a psychologist can well no. <laughs> I am not a psychologist at this point. I'm not this isn't a practicing like I don't have a medical license because I don't need one to do it with a normal person. If you just right. sit down with a normal person and you're talking about work performance, that's not technically psychology even though some people try to argue that you it's kind of a loophole and they don't like that. Um, but technically that's not a psychologist, which you can't do right now.
0: Instead of a guidance counselor, you're like an occupational counselor. (laughs) So it's almost, you're like, let me tell you how you can fix your shit.
1: Uh Oh, phone went black. there he is but you cannot do it here legally right so it, that kind of makes the uh the insurance company not so happy <laughs> ah yep insurance okay yeah just i think it. it just i think it just restarted right
0: it did, yeah, yeah. I think your phone went black. Cause your whole your whole baseline just zoned out, and then you came back
1: talking about insurance. <laughs> I might have <laughs> I might have lost some connection there on that one. All right. For about. some reason, I don't know why. I mean, I kind of know why. They've told me, but when everyone gets home in my area, the internet just goes to to dog shit. Like, they you didn't plan on people using the internet. I don't understand. Everyone's in my house, there's literally like 12 devices connected to the internet right now. <laughs> right.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, shit. Now we've got everyone's got their phone. Everyone's got their iPad, an Apple TV, just a TV. Fuck. Now you got the refrigerator, your toaster, and your fucking lights. <laughs> that shit. I'd be afraid to see how many, people are left. how many fucking devices are at my house. Yep.
1: Yeah. So, um, another thing that kind of comes up that, uh, I may have a little different take on is some of these markers that people don't like, like oh I'm depressed or oh I'm anxious. That isn't necessarily a bad thing all the time. It could be, right? Uh, but a lot of times you need to break into that and go, well, I'm um, I'm here because I'm depressed. Well, all right, let's yeah. let's look at but your why? situation why? first.
0: Why are you depressed? <laughs> Don't tell me. Don't yeah. tell Stress out
1: when you're spending all
0: day in a trap house. Okay, I <laughs> and it's pretty simple. I already know the answer. You know, but uh, yeah, you got to find out what the the what's causing the stress and anxiety, and that's you're not going to get that with microdosing. You're going to get that with the no.
1: macros. Yeah, and that's one of the things you can go. If we get to that question, and you and you really don't understand, it looks like everything is fine in your life. All of your needs are being met, your basic needs, well, then maybe we'll be going in and looking for what is this cause? Maybe you're doing what you thought you wanted out of life. Is it what you actually want in life? I don't know. It, it could be a bunch of things. But that that intent is really important going into it, almost as much as set and setting. Like, what are we doing here?
0: Right. Yeah, but, he, but, he, but still, even, but even set and setting is the most important thing, only because – I mean, without that, there's no stepping point after that starts. You know what I'm saying? So if you're in a bad, if you're in a bad headspace and you take you take a macro, all right, and there's no getting better after that. You know, you there's no controlling what you're doing. <laughs> but if you're in a neutral space or a happy place, you know, like be fucking go like a fucking Happy Gilmore, go to your happy place. You know, then you start fucking playing with ponies and shit, you know, <laughs> fucking bitches driving fucking cars. But yeah, but it. and I but that you're never going to find out what is getting to you, what's upsetting you, why you're getting problems without setting setting. So, I mean, it's basically like I said, it's it's a step program. The person's got to be there. You got to make sure they're calm, relaxed, comfortable with what's about to happen. That's why what I'm saying is when what I said, you're not allowed in the room or a psychologist isn't allowed in the room. I was because I was always in the impression that they sat with you for that hour or two. And just so that you know that you weren't alone and that you were safe <laughs> because <clears throat> most people that are going to do these are not like us. They don't have experience up the wazoo. You know what I'm saying? These are people that been. this is going to work for me. It's going to help me get to my, my 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 deepest, darkest problems so that I can move on and not have to look back anymore. But you would, uh, so they're not, and they're just taking psychedelics because this is their next step after fucking whatever 35 million fucking prescriptions they've had over the course of their life because these are so bad for us, you know?
1: Just like, just like pop. (laughs) Yep. Now, that was, that was a big one as far as I thought, and, That I really got depressed by some of the news that I got back from MAPS this summer. I thought we really had a chance to hit the scheduling laws finally and make this stuff federally legal because what we needed to change the scheduling laws was proof that it does have medical benefit, not people saying things even though it's true. You had to have actual clinical trials that show that it's went through an ethics board that it's going to be okay. And without that, it was never going to get – the scheduling laws were never going to change. Right. But with psychedelics, we finally start get getting actual data that supports the effectiveness of these. And it was hitting the correct people. It was hitting our returning vets. It was hitting our law enforcement, people that would actually have enough power to lobby for these things to be changed. Um, and be the that, big takeaway –
0: that they are; those are Good. the most important. Those are the most important people, the ones that are actually being helped. But at the same time, the only people that are going to be responsible when it comes down to the lobbyists are going to be the farm people that are going to be losing the millions and billions and billions of dollars in big pharma, who's lining the fucking senators' pockets every fucking day. Oh
1: yeah, there's definitely other people fighting against it. Just if we were to select a team of people, this is kind of like the best people we could get fighting for us especially that they're not traditionally for psychedelics. That, that's a, a big win for us when we're getting these type of people fighting for us.
0: I, I wonder if that has, has anything to do with it, how everything is being pushed to, a like, no, I'm, I mean, I'm primary military. I don't know if you're primary military, but, I mean, they don't make us. Uh, the It's not like before where, oh, you're thank you for your time served. You did a great job. Now it's like, oh, you did that. What a waste of time. You're a baby killer, whatever, like that. They're making it almost sound like the people that, that, like us, that put our time in to do the country. Now the country's not even the same as when we went in. And it's basically just run by corporations. And it's, it's horrible to the point where, like, they don't have to say that they should have military members with the PTSD, which I can say this does work tremendously well for them. Tremendously well. I I know that for facts, but um they, they, they don't think they're not taken as serious as they should be. But if you were to get a fucking I, a police officer, I think you...
1: good. I think they actually are taking it serious because it did start making big waves and it did start making big change. But the win from match that everyone was pushing the, the big win is that they have synthesized the MDMA molecule, which means that they don't have to change scheduling laws in order for this to be prescribed now. It just goes into regular big pharma, and now big pharma can have (laughs) – there you go. Now you see where I'm talking. It really took – yeah, it it took what we did have, all the positive momentum we did have, it took it out of it because – At the same time, they're not going to go in and change the scheduling laws for just psilocybin. They would have really looked at these scheduling laws and reworked them properly, or close, or better. Let's say that. Um, And I I thought we had a chance of that happening soon. But now with these synthetic molecules and it going into big pharma, I I don't really have a a good outlook on federal schedule laws changing anytime soon now.
0: That is horrible. I mean, and, and that was, that's probably why it got such resistance, even though the cannabis was done and that took forever, but they laid the groundwork. So what we were doing now should have been so much faster. And now it makes sense as they must've been really close to that for a long time. And that's why they were just, you know, teasing, teasing us.
1: <laughs> Bastards. Yep. But that's, that's what happens as soon as, soon as you show actual results. Then, and it's not just people talking, like we've all heard these amazing stories about mushrooms, and I believe 90% of them, let's say. Uh, but none of those stories are going to be enough to get actual change done. And we really started to see that, and it just it didn't go where I wanted it to go. <laughs> no.
0: Yeah. no you need, well, you, like, you, like you were saying, you need the scientific results. You need double-blind tests. You need everything taken care of, and you need it all written up. And then, but now, you mean that that takes years, you know, because you need to go ahead and then you can see any long term results. I don't know how, why, with what we want to do was going to take us years. But Big Pharma comes up with a new fucking psychedelic and they can get that in market in seconds, <laughs> you know, but then they're going to have a fucking list at the end of your commercial that you're going to have chronic fucking. Espyalidocious <laughs> or whatever the fucking chronic diarrhea, maybe death. I'm not sure. Depends. Were you born on a Tuesday? It's um, <laughs> it's. I mean, I don't know. It makes no sense to me. Big pharma, they they is just like politicians. They should all just be shot. All the people in charge, and then start over. That's my. That's.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think all of those people are starting from good intentions. I will at least give them that. Like I. At the end of it, now where we're at, it's all bastardized, and almost anything that exists forever just evolves to a state of bloat, and then it doesn't work anymore. Like If you look at some of your original great minds that are some of the strongest names in our countries, those are pretty great guys as far as a, a thinker and a just how they were able to get things done their grandkids who never had to do anything because they just grew up with millions of dollars for probably pieces of shit because they didn't get right. seasoned <laughs> right yeah exactly but the same thing happens with the business as well the longer that business is there you lose that original drive of the person that started it and that's what the business actually is
0: uh, yeah, i i think i don't i don't think that's the only thing i think that The longer they're they're open for business, and if they are successful, they start to learn how the system works. And then they know how to work with politicians and governments and state laws as far as uh, selling things or whatever. I mean, so it's – I think the government basically just contaminates the fucking well every time someone digs a new one. It doesn't last very long.
1: Well, I would venture to say that the thing that corrupts companies the most is just being publicly traded, because I can think of a lot of family-owned companies that aren't completely money focused, and that's all they're worried about. You get, the- yeah, because
0: you have to, you have to keep the stockholders happy. Now it's no longer just about the company; it's about the stockholders. <laughs> that that that's that, that, that's a great that's a great uh, point of view. I like that.
1: Yeah, because th- there are some people that really do a great job with their companies, man. There's been some guys that I've worked with on the construction side of my life that it's it's just awesome to see guys that take pride in their work.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, how often do you see that anymore?
1: Never. At the high level, I do see it a lot. It's this, the newer generation, I don't see much pride in the newer generation. It's almost like, they're worried about the social aspects, but no one's like, man, I made a really great pie. It's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. who
0: cares? It's a pie. You go buy
1: I, one over there. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I poured I poured a great foundation for this beautiful house. But I don't want anyone to know that I pour concrete for a living. <laughs> I need to get the fuck out of here,
1: <laughs> Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed.
0: Well, anyway, so. let's, let's, let's do uh hold on. We we normally start by asking uh simple things, like you're growing. Like how long you've been have you been uh growing? Um
1: growing, I've been two years now, right at two years. Um minus a few months. I'm on a, a hiatus right now, with it being as illegal as it is here. I figured it out. Uh now I just need to relocate. There tends to be this funny thing where I didn't get addicted to the psychedelics, but when I started growing, I realized a couple months later that I'm addicted to growing mushrooms. Like I had two rooms of my house are now filled with tubs. I've turned my garage into a lab, all just to grow them. I'm not even taking them. These things have completely it, taken over mine. <laughs>
0: it, it is my Zen space. I mean, I, I mean, i I started my original server where I found all my guys like Farrell and Trim and Geeky. I brought them all in and fucking, but that was so long ago, and now it's just, now it just gets crazy, but we all started with small grows and then all of a sudden, now we all have fucking labs and shit, but my my thing is, I don't give a fuck what I do all day long, if I come home and I sit in front of those flow hoods and work I feel, I, I myself feel happier <laughs> after I'm done it just, it, that, that flow hood just blows all the shit out of my life it's fucking nice
1: I missed the perpetual sway of the the anchor weight on top of the pressure cooker. It was it was just it was a solid sound inside of my house because I run like three two to three cycles in my pressure cooker a day, be it grains or sub, whatever I was pressure cooking. But it would just be all day I'd hear that, man. It took a while to get used to not having that in here.
0: Right. It's like leaving New York City to go live in the country and you can't <laughs> fucking sleep without the fucking
1: the horns from the cars. Nice. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the inverse. It's like going from the country to the city, and you're like, where the fuck are my crickets?
0: Right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: About the
0: fucking same. Tomato, tomato. <clears throat> wow. Yep. But uh, Let's see. Uh, do-do-do-do-do. Favorite strains.
1: My favorite strain to look at I really like the the blobbier, enigma strains to watch. Like it, it almost looks like coral. It seems a little more living to me for some reason. It does. It, and then, and you,
0: then it's a larger project. You have to watch that thing for fucking months.
1: <laughs> uh, it, the last one I did, it was in a bag, and it fruited for almost two months. Just I was like, is this thing ever going to be ready? And it was my first time with Enigma 2 and they are like, Don't touch it till it starts bluing. And I thought it was yeah. broken. It just wouldn't blew. It just kept growing and growing. Yeah. do um, That was my favorite one to grow, but I, I really fell in love with like as far as what, what produced the most. Um a lot of the, the, the hillbillies and the penis envy strains. The the apes, those I grew a lot of apes, man. Those those used to produce pretty good.
0: That's a that's a cross that cross I'm working on right now. It's uh almost ready. It's uh it's ape and Ecuador.
1: It well, Let me clarify. That was eight four twelve. I don't remember exactly who came up with that one. It wasn't the normal apes that took forever and made the little bowling pins. These threw like right. big dicks. Right. No, no,
0: no. They're all, all the apes are different. I mean, four twelve. That was just off of a uh a four hundred and twelve fruit. I mean, unless, you're, unless you're getting isolations, but as long as no one's selling, sending you a swab with 412 on it, you're good.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, and that took a while in the beginning as well as an introductory person. Um, I think out of my first grow, I maybe had, how many strains did I have? Seven different genetics. And three of them were not what was sold. It, it's a big just, I don't, <laughs> you're not really getting what you're buying from a lot of these places. <laughs> oh, no,
0: no, hell no. Or even or even when they go in the head, dude, I mean, the way the marketing has gone with these, I mean, the people selling this, the stuff online and everything, not saying they don't have good products. I'm not saying <laughs> that at all. But they're either delusional or just straight out lying most of the times. Like, whenever you see, like, an ape R, or you have an R at the end for revert, okay, an ape revert is just a penis fucking envy, all right? You don't you don't fucking go all the way around the fucking circle, and then because you didn't take care of your shit, and it fucking recessed back to what it was. It doesn't make it a fucking a new strain, it's back to the old strain, you lost <laughs> your isolation, you know? You don't add that R at the end, and add another $20 and a fourth to the four swabs. I mean, it's like, what the fuck? Uh, I don't know. I, just, I mean, I don't sell like that, so I don't fucking know. And don't get me wrong. I mean, it, how hard would it be for me to fucking sell swabs? It wouldn't. Not at all. I could do that all day long. But I just, I don't know. I couldn't deal with it because people, yeah. I mean, you get or you get these swabs that are fucking, you know, you get New Zealand's or you get some rusty white and it's a fucking black so swab. You know, you know, you know, they're fucking rust colored swab, fucking spores. How am I getting a black fucking swab? It's, <laughs> it's like, come on. I've, and I've had shit from fucking, like that was a uh, pencil graphite on a fucking swab. I've had, I've had four <laughs> prints, spore prints that someone took a ruler and a sharpie and just went around circles all the way around. So it was like perfectly circle with perfect lines, and then you wipe your finger across it and nothing happens because it's a fucking Sharpie? It's, it's, dude, I mean... <laughs> I, I can't even think, begin to tell you all the fucking stupid shit that I've seen when I've, while I've been doing this. I mean, that that scamming shit's pretty much gone now. because Whenever anybody does anything stupid, because of today's uh, fucking snowflake-ish whatever ways, first thing people are going to do is they're going to go online and be like, dude, fuck this guy. He's a douchebag. Which is fine. I mean, don't get me wrong, call people out. But, you know, you can't do that anymore. Cause yeah. You know, you know, you get called out right away. It's not like Reddit where you post a thing that now everything's direct message. Now everyone's online. So you have to be liable for
1: your shit. Yep. Now when I got into it, I actually had to find reputable people in the community. Because even some of your more legitimate sites, let's not mention any names, the stuff that they put in the syringes were not what they said either.
0: (laughs) Oh, dude, I remember this one guy. I don't know if you remember Street or what. I'm not going to mention the name, what his whole name is. Yisa sending out shit that was bad. Everything out of this guy's lab was contaminated. This guy spent so much money on fucking... You would call and be like, oh. Dude, everything you just said me was contaminated. Oh, I'm sorry. I'd have a whole new box in a week. All fucking contaminated again. It comes upon That <laughs> Now, what he was doing was his lab was not sterile. He was buying all his shit from Farrell. And then he was going ahead. Not, they're not even buying it from Farrell. Farrell was helping him out. Farrell gave him this shit to help him out. To help him out in his lab. But what he did was he tried adding those syringes, I mean the little vials, into huge quart jars. And he was expanding that culture, selling it right away, but not being safe. So basically, the stuff that was given to him as a favor. He's making tons of money on, but he couldn't have made money because he had to ship things out five or six times before the people finally stopped. I mean, literally, I bought like three um, gourmet mushrooms um, things off him for like 30 bucks. I that's gourmet. I hadn't I didn't have anybody that did that shit, you know whatever. I'm but now I do, but it's uh <laughs> the shipping alone was $17 every time he sent me something. So he literally spent uh, over $100 sending me the same thing over and over instead of just giving me my money back.
1: <laughs> it's like look man, I I have run into some things that I've seen done at businesses where it's like are you even thinking uh, it's uh, all right it, here's, here's an example. So this is one of my favorite ones. I went into a credit card processing firm. All they did was process credit card applications. That was their entire job. You'd apply for a visa. They run your credit. And if you pass, they get a percentage. Um, so they kept having a backlog every six months or so. They'd have to hire temp workers to come and catch up. And we did a, an initial survey, and a majority of the people working there were middle-aged women whose primary reason for employment was insurance. So what we did was go, okay, whatever batch came in last night, as soon as that batch is done, you get to go home for the day full pay. We're going to pay you day rate, then just you get to leave as soon as it's done. So you're going well, to Correct. It, I'm not changing how much, like, it's still the same exact payroll, but just spread a little differently. It, it just looks differently if you try to do it by the hour. Right. Well, within a couple of weeks, that place was a ghost town by lunch. No one was there. Problem solved. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. Problem solved, right? right. So the exciting. owner calls us in. the owner calls us in and I'm like man I can't wait to see the bonus that this guy gives us Man, he might have even gotten a trophy made for us I'm just so pumped up and we sat down and he immediately starts reaming us out about how we're fucking him and now he's just gonna fire every he's gonna fire half of the people and just expect them to get it done and it's trying to the explanation is that's not gonna get it done they're gonna take Forever to do it. The whole motivation that got it done was the fact that they got to leave when it was done. If you take away the reinforcer, you're not going to get it done. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's, 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 yeah, no, yeah, they're working. They're working hard, like a real person should work, because you're giving them the incentive to do so. But they know that if they can, they can come in and fucking just bullshit around for eight fucking hours. They can get away with that. Or they come in, bust their ass for four hours and go home. I mean, that's, you know, and plus, yeah, companies, they don't think. You know, and then you're going, to oh, yeah, I'm going to fire everybody, start over. And then I'm going to pay unemployment for everybody and have salary for all these new people.
1: Yeah. No. Well, interesting enough, what, what happens under those circumstances is you have top performers. And your top performers are flying through all this work. But some of them realize that we've also got some stragglers in the back. And if they go and help those stragglers, if you already have rapport with someone, you can give them tips and give them advice on how to do things better and they'll listen. But most of the time, there's no benefit for Susie to go train Jenny to do her job better because it, it just doesn't matter. But now if Jenny does her job better, Susie gets to go home. So now Susie is turned into a trainer and a good employee because she wants to go home. You lose that behavior. There's other behaviors behind that that just change the motivation.
0: It's it brings us full circle back to your fucking <laughs> carrot.
1: <laughs> correct. You gotta have the correct carrot, man. You get that's the most important part of my job when I get there is getting a good rapport with the employees. They got to feel like I'm on their team and I'm not just some mole for the boss that's trying to collect information. And usually the way you do that is I have to go get some big quality of life increase for them quickly. Like something as stupid as they they didn't have enough electric cords at one spot. And that was char- that was causing them to take longer to do jobs because they had to wait on someone to finish the electric cords. And it was like, bro why don't we have an electric cord and they said it has to go do whatsoever but you just go find the right guy and you're like hey there is not enough extension cords for people to do their work i can't expect them to perform and then they finally go get the extension cords and now everyone's happy they can do their work you get something done like that and then you can kind of get them talking and you find out where the shit really is broken Oh yeah. And and it, it's not broken in result. It's usually broken in process. They they've got some process in the way that just doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah. Or they're just too lazy and don't give a fuck. Which could be either.
1: <laughs> Correct. That, that's, yeah. that's why you gotta change the reinforcers. It's it's almost like my my approach to parenting with your kids. You can't If you think you can stop your kid from doing anything, that's hilarious. You can only hopefully influence their desire to do it. But if a kid wants to do it, it's going to happen. Right. Same thing with your employees. If your employees want to do something, they will figure out how to make it happen. Like, and this is this is a good example of it we tend to think that people in prisons aren't very smart those are probably some of our less intelligent people in society but then if you go and look if you look inside the prison economy and see the shit that they faffoed you're like i couldn't this guy must be a fucking engineer i wouldn't have figured that out
0: (laughs) you're you're like going in there they're like
1: i'm lighting this
0: fucking illegal cigarette in this illegal paper, with this illegal tobacco, with this battery that I've torn the siding off, and I've taken the headphones, I've stripped the wire down from the headphones, I'm using this high-gauge wire, <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead and I'm gonna conduct electricity through this wire, watch as it heats up, and now watch as I light the cigarette in prison with all these lights, like, that is fucking brilliant, you know, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, it, it, they're like MacGyvers, and people,
1: you know... I don't know. It's the, the motivation, man. They wanted some wine. We got a toilet and some old purple drink. Why don't we just yeah. ferment the purple drink in the toilet? Now you got the prison wine. <laughs> yeah,
0: we, we got our fruit punch. Give me some bread. Someone's got to get us a glove, poke some holes in that bitch, and we're in.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yes, indeed. Yes, indeed.
0: I've might, I might more spent some time in there. I don't know. I've, I watched a lot of movie once but fuck. Uh, oh, there he goes. Yep. And you're back. And you're back. All right. But fuck. All right, let's see. How about this? I'm going to ask you a couple questions here. How about uh, totes, bags, shoe boxes?
1: I think it's preference. It it depends on what you're doing. I was partial to totes. I liked my uh, I like my 32 quart tubs. They tend to work well in my closet. I found the bigger tubs didn't really give me much more space and I could just stack them up. Um, right. I got to nothing they're easier to to look at. <laughs> they're prettier to look a, at.
0: Nothing beats a nice full canopy when you're looking at your totes.
1: Nothing in
0: the world is better than that. Yep.
1: As a matter of fact, I like them so much that and also jars for similar reason. I just like to watch my mycelium grow. It's just prettier to look at my jars. But I had set up shelving in my bedroom just so I could watch my jars every night. They were like my kids.
0: Yeah. I'm co- Instead of counting sheep, you're counting jars. You're looking at it. Yes, there's one, two, yes, three, and a Yeah, I'm sitting here talking. I'm sitting here talking to you, looking at about 50 colonized jars right now.
1: <laughs> when I when I closed my lab down, I had right at eighty colonized jars. Nice. And wasn't even selling the things; They're just growing them. I was collecting them like Pokemon.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! Got to have them all. But I, I I I normally would have more than this, but I you probably heard that I had my fridge accident or whatever else. So I'm yeah, have a couple. But then, but then one of my fans from Fafo, I don't want to do his name, Mushroomski, he sent me a box uh, to help me get, get my jeans my back. He sent me like 18 strains, like three plates and a whole bunch of fucking uh, swabs. So I've never met the guy. He just he was a fan of the show and he sent me fucking some genetics. So big shout out. Thank you very much. But yeah, dude, I was like, I would normally have tons of jars, but I'm I'm just sitting here at uh. My God, one, two, three, four. I got about eight strains going, multiples of each, and about and I got about forty bags in the colonizer, and half of those are going in the tent for fruiting tonight.
1: Ben. I also like the totes for ease. I really did neglect tech on my totes. Like it took me a little while to dial in my hole patterns. I had some with filters, some with the quarter-inch holes, and I, I tend to like the quarter-inch holes a little bit better than the filters just because you don't have to buy filters. Um, right. But it it was a lot easier. The, I ran bags as well, but the, the sides would fog up a lot. They'd condensate and it, it just it was a, a pain to get them in and out. Like Sometimes if you got a big canopy, you almost have to cut the bag or you're going to tear your canopy so you can't get a good picture. Right. <laughs> Aesthetically, I don't think the bags were there. But I think if you were producing bulk and you just wanted weight, I think bags, bags probably would be an easy way to go.
0: It's super simple, super cheap. I mean, it's uh... I mean, what is it, $15 for 50 bags?
1: It it was – this entire hobby is incredibly cheap. And I know that that may sound – I hope I don't offend anybody with that. But it really doesn't – to set my entire lab up was like $3,500. There isn't anything that I really could have got into – that required equipment and things like this that that's all that would have cost me i mean the last time my daughter and i played magic the gathering for a year that was almost ten thousand dollars in cards that we played it's it's i guess it it pretty-
0: <laughs> that shit just came out when i was in the military we played that in boot camp <laughs> i in a school that i did, i forgot about magic that's it's awesome and those cards are so fucking expensive now it is fucking ridiculous
1: the Post Malone just bought a Magic card for two million dollars. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's yeah crazy prices. Well, if you can get that much
0: money for bouncing a ball for bouncing a ball around the fucking court, you can spend it on whatever the fuck you want.
1: <laughs> oh shit! Yep. But even be- even beyond that, like if if I was so lazy that I did not want to clean my tubs ever. You could still, it was what, 12 bucks maybe is what I was in for a tub all in. And then I could have just tossed it. Like that's, that's still super cheap.
0: <laughs> I'm Even even now I got these ones that I just found. Cause I'm getting ready to do some totes now. I haven't done totes in about three years because I went to, I went to the fucking, but I miss my cannabis, I really do. But I found these gasketed fucking totes with clasps on each side for $10. and I'm... How big is coat? It's full of fucking shit. uh, It is a 54-coat... Coat. coat, A 54-quart fucking tote with a gasket, dude. This thing is fucking... It's phenomenal. I can't wait to see the fucking Fruities just popping all over this bitch.
1: Well, I tell you what, I don't know how many people realize this, but a Black Friday is the time to go look for totes man you go online and you hit some of these like walmarts i ended up getting four packs for like almost 30 oh, God, i can't remember it was 30 something dollars for four thirty twos. it was what's that like seven bucks a tote it's pretty cheap man that those that house stuff goes on sale for for grandma <laughs> capitalize <laughs> on it <laughs>
0: We're almost there. Oh wait, no, we're not. Yeah, we are. We're it's almost time.
1: It's getting close.
0: <clears throat> but, but but you're saying 3500 bucks? I mean, for me, that's crazy. That means you jumped in bad. Because when I started oh. over twenty years ago, when I started over twenty years ago, I had a pressure cooker and some jars and a fifteen dollars syringe from Hawkeye. everything everything else was done in front of the oven or in a fucking still air box which was one of my totes turned upside down
1: (laughs) let's say there were two levels there that's kind of the whole thing my intro which this is all you really need to do it successfully and you'll have a high success rate I think I had a broke boy fan and a pressure cooker and that was it that was in for like 150 to get started
0: <laughs> you can get you can make a fan fucking nice and simple and if you don't live in a fucking sewage a sewer house that fan's going to work perfect for you you know i mean don't get me wrong i'm not, now i'm saying what you said was expensive but my lab now has a lot of shit in it <laughs> i mean i'm sitting next to my i got two mac 10s i'm looking at right now sitting next to each other side by side
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, by the time you get shelving, shelving blew my mind. I didn't. I, I, that's where I did not expect to spend a ton of money was on shelving. Was
0: sixty dollars $60 <laughs> a shelf. <60. laughs> I remember back when I started, you could get those nice wooden shelves with the doors on the bottom for the whole bottom rack for twenty eight dollars. And now I'm paying sixty dollars <laughs> for four fucking shelves. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: whatever. Yes, indeed. Yeah, that was they another thing. Forever. Yeah, I got those on Black Friday too. I hit the Lowe's Black Friday sale. Got me some nice thick four-inch Craftsman shelves. Nice. nice.
0: <laughs> I, got, I got the black, I got the black ones myself, but I don't have the square The square things. I got the round legs. But these things last. Gotcha. Of course. Now that I said that, it's gonna break on me when I move it. Fuck it. i to do them. And don't and everybody go to your stores. If they leave their milk cartons outside, their milk crates, they're open game. Take them. You can make a <laughs> milk crate with milk crates. I got, I have like, I have a milk crate for everything. I got a milk crate for fucking doing plates for agar. I mean to make shit. Like I, I store them so I know. I got my milk crates labeled. I got one full of honey. Got one full of corn, whatever. But so easy to store. You need to see it if you know where it is. That's my next. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make a shelving unit so the fucking things just slide in and out, nice and easy.
1: Yeah, I saw your little lab That's setup good. that you sent me. It was it was nice. yeah, nice cozy
0: Yeah, I did. I'm, I'm not. I have everything now that has been all over the place in different labs for years. Everything is here now. Everything. Except for Sleepy's Flow Hood, which is still out in that one garage. But I, so I, have an, I have one more Mac 10 around here somewhere. But so I've been waiting for someone to pick that thing up for years. <laughs> now, I've, now I've got a computer in here, got a radio, television. Shit, I'm going just fucking live in this fucking place. Gonna set up a little cot, maybe a hammock.
1: <laughs> yeah, little man cave. Exactly.
0: A micro Man cave. Boom. Well,
1: as soon clear. as I move, I'm I can't wait. I'm gonna get me a, a barn out there and uh that, that one will stay locked. Where, where where do you where do you live about? Southern Louisiana. So all right.
0: <laughs> so it gets hot as fuck down there.
1: Oh, it has been, man. It has been.
0: It's hard, to, it's hard to keep things cool here because the, we have this, the, our nights are colder than the days. But you guys just get hot, stay hot for fucking months.
1: So when I leave in the morning, I leave at 3.30, and the temperature on my car is in the high 80s as I'm leaving.
0: <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, you get used to it. On the bright side, though, when I was done with my cakes, I could literally just throw them out the back door, and they would keep producing.
0: All right. Nice.
1: Yeah, we, we had our, uh, just a bunch of them out in the yard going around the back of the house for a while there, and I'd just go out. I got more excited. For the crappy little three or four mushrooms that grew outside, then my entire canopies inside. Sometimes, right.
0: yeah. the free the freebies that you weren't expecting.
1: <laughs> yeah, had you ever noticed that
0: ones that you get outside, how fucking hard they are, and how fucking
1: they are bad. so dense. They are so dense.
0: It's like, you know, you're thinking you're about to lose 90% water weight, and you lose, like, 60. And you're like, holy shit, I'm growing everything outside from now on. You know? (laughs) That's after you fight through the the seven fucking slugs that found their way to your fucking mushroom. It takes them three hours to get across three inches on my wall, but there's a fucking mushroom outside of my compost pile. Every fucking slug within a fucking mile of my house will be on that fucking mushroom within an hour. I don't know how the fuck
1: that happened. <laughs> yes, indeed. Now, I can tell you this. I used to run into some wild strains every now and then. But now that I've gotten into mycology, I haven't seen a single one to rob a spore from.
0: Really? I, I Somebody just sent me some wild ATL-7s. They sent, they sent me a fucking MSS they had. It's like to Joe. I mean, uh, Mushroomski. He sent me a... It was, he sent me all uh, all the truffles, but one of them was wild. The ATL seven, the Galladini. Uh, I can't wait. Nice. That one. Yeah, it's like a wild one. I never, I've never actually had the honor to work with a wild truffle before. It'll be nice to fucking, you know, is assert my dominance over it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Some of them that. All right, question for you: What was your most elusive culture? That one that was just stubborn, that would never grow for you? Jedi mind fuck. <laughs> it's simple. Jedi
0: mind. I I have never had one successful Jedi mind fuck. Never, not once. I don't know if it's the genetics that I got in. Um, they're like, oh, that was great. I'm like, okay, well, it's not even fruiting. So I mean, it's like I don't know. It's like sometimes, well, they you see those awesome fucking plates on their thing you know they they want to do whatever they do to get those great plates but they've never grown them out you know they've got they've they've done they've done done the isolating on the plate but they never took the fucking time to fucking grow it out (laughs) so basically they're sending you a fucking mushroom that does not fucking fruit but i've never had a successful jedi mind fuck grow in all this time and i have tried minimum of a dozen times Don't know what it is. There's nothing special about it. And I've tried it from a a few different people. I got genetics from a few different people. And for some reason, it has eluded me. Everything else, I've never had one problem. I've been doing this so long that I can look at my tote or my bag, and I'd be like, you need more air. Or I'm going to go ahead and miss you. You know, or... And like some of them, I'm like, I do so much shit with my bags. I mean, I can just let them sit and grow, but I don't. I I like to interact with them. It's not a fucking zoo. This is a fucking petting zoo, all right? So I'm sitting there. A lot of times I'll just cut all my bags along the top of the fucking uh, substrate, the block, and I'll put those right in a motherfucking uh, um, a still um, shotgun fruiting chamber. Or I'll put them inside of a fucking upside down tote where I can just miss the tote walls. And it's like it keeps the humidity perfect. It's great.
1: See, you're you're nicer than me. I'm meaner. Maybe that's why my kids think I'm mean, but my mushrooms you had to adapt to my environment like i'm just going to clone whichever one of y'all figures it out if you don't (laughs) goodbye (laughs) oh no that that is the best way to do it
0: don't get me wrong you know but i yeah but i when it gets to that when it gets to that point and i don't get to interact with them anymore then it's going to start feeling more like work to me and then once it feels like work Then i'm like yeah i don't really want to do that then i'm gonna do something else then i end up in that position i was in like a year and a half ago when I got forty-three strains going and then I've got fucking, you know, eighty-six fucking bags after that. It's like what the fuck's going on now? I'm fucking I literally spent like a whole week fucking fruiting. Well see that
1: that that was the problem that I had at the end. I had thirty something totes and I was I was doing so much other work, I didn't have time to babysit those things. Like find your own air, man. <laughs> I'm not gonna fan you right
0: no yeah well i mean don't get me wrong but well i can't even tell you how many times i've made totes and then i would go on a binge or something i go drinking and i come back a week later that with a fucking tote that's fucking sealed up and uh and, hold, on, hold on what am i trying to say oh yeah and then you come back with a full fucking canopy in that tote that you haven't touched <laughs> you know try, they
1: don't need try to get some attention. If they wanna
0: grow yeah, if they wanna grow, they're gonna fucking grow, okay, that's what I do like about the totes. they got the surface area if you get once you once you get your the feel capacity, not only just feel capacity once you get your growing style down pat, tell people you wanna get you wanna pick something and you wanna go and you want to stick with that, and you want to get as close to perfection as possible, and then you add another tool, you know. You add fucking shoe boxes, Then you add bags. But well, I think today, now, whoever has, they have so much information. And people keep thinking ADHD is, it's just normal thing now. So, it's going to be my excuse why I can't concentrate on one thing. And then I'm going to try everything. That's why no one's. that's why everybody keeps coming back with the same fucking questions. Over and over and over. Because they just keep going round and round and round. You know, it's like, oh, I did. They're, they're, or they'll or they come to me. They'll be like, Deadpool, what grain do you use? Right? Then I go to Whitebeard, what grain do you use? Then I go to Trim, what grain do you use? Right? But this is after they've already done what they talked to the last person about. So, like, I told them to do oats. Whitebeard told them to do corn. They got Trim. Tell them to do millet. I don't know what you use. But then they would ask you. <laughs> you know, but it's like, uh, you guys, it, each one is different, kind of. You, you Everything had its own idiosyncrasies, and you need to go ahead and fucking... You need to learn that one thing at a time. And then once you have a solid core, you'll be a great mycologist, not just the pain in the ass, the asking questions of the same type, just worded differently over and over and over and over. So it's crazy.
1: Yeah, I, did, I saw a lot of that. It's like they would look at seven different texts and then try to co- make their own out of the seven that they saw. Which means you just had seven broken texts. Like you just broke all oh, yeah, of them right. and put them together. Like, <laughs> right,
0: right. You had you had seven. You saw seven decent text and you wanted to go ahead and take the best part out of each text and a conglomerate and it fucking Frankenstein that did nothing. And you want to ask me what you did wrong? The fact that the the point that you're even asking me what you did wrong is the is basically the best part because it gives me a really good laugh for about thirty five minutes. But. I don't know. I mean, I guess the same thing. Yeah. How about this? Wait, 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 wait. You're plating. You're plating. This is why I'm, I'm going to start asking this to everybody. How do you label your plating?
1: Um, was- I, I would just write the name on mine. I was in the generation. That was it. So whatever would it would be 8, four twelve. And then let's say it was an F2, and then the date that I put it on there. All right. But is there some special way? Do we? Is there some labeling police we no. need to? No,
0: no, no. <laughs> well, the, what, I would love, I if I were to go ahead and say yes to any kind of police, it would be the labeling police in my college. Every time somebody changed something to sell it, they get stabbed in the neck or every time they mislabeled their shit and sold it because they didn't have what they've ordered, they get stabbed in the neck. I just say mislabeling just fucks us up so badly in this fucking hobby.
1: I mean. Oh, uh, definitely. And well, so mislabeling, not only is there the, the act of mislabeling it through those means, it's just transposition. I've got two labels and I swip swap around this label for that label. Like i I labeled everything correctly, but just put it on the wrong plate. Things like work on one label, like don't have multiple things going one at a time. Finish that one. and now you can't mislabel it because there's only one thing to label, one label to put on. Boom, you're done. <laughs> right. it, it's in the I think it's in the process sometimes.
0: <laughs> yes, no, I, dude. i I just say thing. I will have everything I'm going to work on. In that session, in front of one of the flow hoods, all, all the way over the edge. And, I, and then, because what I my new thing that I do is I have a, whenever I have a jar, I take that jar, I inoculate two new jars, and then I put the rest of the jar into a fruiting bag. All right, so I'm always going up, you know. So, it. but I only have that strain in front of me. So, there is no fucking mislabeling fucking eight with fucking, you know, rusty white or something. But
1: That's exactly the way that I used to do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, one for one is great. But then when you do one for one and your jar goes bad for some reason, yeah, you're fucked. But if you go one to two, then you double your chance of success for You know, having something on the shelf. Plus, you had the whole one to go ahead and inoculate 10 jars with
1: if you need to. You always got room to bulk up. Yeah, I ran three unless I was running multiples. I would just have, if I was just running one, I'd have three jars. That way, in case something happened to one of the jars, because I only needed two jars from a tote. So I'd still have enough to run the tote. And if all three made it i would just do a tote in a bag
0: damn that's that's perfect i what are your it's, what is your ratio well, so you, you said you said uh your coats your courts or your blah, 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 sorry your totes for 29 quarts what you said 32s 32s okay so you're doing two so you're what well you're doing uh two to four two to five well
1: uh all of my ratios, first of all, were weight ratios. I didn't use any cups or quarts or anything like that. Uh my sub to water ratio was five to one. Okay. And then I would put uh one jar, one regular size jar for every three pounds of sub. Okay. So Five to one on water, three to one on sub and grains. But it, it was nice because it was, I'd have all that stuff because I had a uh, a nutritious sub. All of mine was pre pressure cooked and in bags. So it was just like grab this piece and throw that in. It, it was all piece rate, basically. That It, it was all pre weighed, is what I'm saying. That'll, That's what I'm trying well, to that do. Was,
0: that was my next question. Was if you if you do or do not PC yourself, so fuck that all up too. The fuck,
1: <laughs> my bad. I, I to, <laughs>
0: no, I I used to fucking sterilize my uh my my bags. I used to all the time. I used to sterilize. Um, I did that for probably about four or five years. Even I was I was doing a bug attack, then filling the jars and just doing around the, of the jars, you know. So I, it was I would be like. Two quarts of grain, four quarts of spawn, or whatever I was doing because I liked it, or I wanted more fucking canopy, whatever the fuck I was fat for one at the time. But now, when I did that, I did the forty-three strains at once because I was doing. I wanted to fucking run myself ragged. I said, you know what, fuck this, and I went ahead and, and I just did the old bucket school. You know, just did the old bucket tech. Not one of those bags contaminated, but all I'm using is core and vermiculite or core and perlite, whichever one I have available at the time. And I have not sterilized my fucking substrate sense. That's been like three years. And I had maybe two or three bags that have gone bad
1: without giving me a full flush in a year and a half. Nice. Yeah, Yeah, I sterilized mainly because in the beginning, I wanted to make sure that that was not a variable. Now, towards the end...
0: You had nutrients in there, so you didn't have a choice anyways.
1: Yes, eventually. At first, I did not. I was just sterilizing just to make sure. Then then once I found out you only needed to do it for nutritious grain, then uh, nutritious sub, then I started doing that. But at first I was just sterilizing everything just to make sure when something did go wrong, cause it's a learning process. I didn't get it all right all the time. I got a lot of it wrong in the beginning, but it, it just took out one less place that I had to troubleshoot. Well, it's definitely not because the sub was fucked up because I sterilized that, <laughs> Right. so. <clears throat>
0: They identify the problem a
1: little easier. Oh
0: yeah, get rid of those fucking vectors in your fucking set. Fuck them. I hate vectors of contamination. <laughs>
1: uh, yes, indeed.
0: Do you use peptone?
1: I do not use peptone. Um, I I was planning on using it. I did order some, and then it just we shut it down. So. God. Right, right. I have some. <laughs> you want to buy it? <laughs> <laughs> I would if I,
0: if I didn't have these two already that have lasted me about a year and a half. I haven't even opened my second one yet. It's a, there's such a small amount they use. It's crazy. But it's like fucking steroid. You can definitely tell the difference. I'm a big person of fucking calling people on bullshit. Peptone is not a fucking fad, it is not drippy corn. <laughs> Oh, shit. yes what indeed kind of what kind of grain do
1: you use do you use corn tuchel i was a corn guy and that is strictly because i am lazy and corn was on my grocery trip i could grab yeah. that from walmart while i was getting my groceries and it was not a cheap grain it was just clean and easy right right no and i can I, say I, that the corn is very it. clean <laughs> it,
0: yeah if you're getting like jiffy pop stuff i mean yeah i i myself i don't kink shame man i am not a king shamer i don't care what anybody uses just don't i mean i i just i just like to make fun of people when they say this is the best shit ever when it's all the fucking same you know once you get your grain once you get your grain down
1: you are good but that's kind of what i saw that's kind of what i saw when i looked around was the grain yeah this one performs better but how much better like are we talking the difference between first place and seventh place at the olympics it's not that big <laughs>
0: right no right yeah
1: <laughs> like you you realize they're all in the olympics right now right like does it really matter i'm not getting seven <laughs> yeah
0: yeah i don't care if i'm in fucking last fucking place i'm still in the fucking olympics i got a jacket fuck it yeah i get my i got my participation trophy but what the fuck
1: and i'm and I mean, unless you're really, really pushing some a, a large amount of totes and bags, you're not saving that much time with a day or two shaved off. It, are you really? You're just making yourself have to do work quicker.
0: <laughs> I mean, how many times have we had shit that we should have done that we put off for a day or two because? I, <laughs> own it. I mean, that <laughs> attitude means absolutely nothing to us. I mean, if it does, it does. you are you're on a serious schedule and you're in the wrong hobby. Because just because you plan on 10 days does not mean the mushrooms are going to do it in 10 days.
1: Correct. Yeah. Make sure that you are being productive as well, because it doesn't matter right. <laughs> if you're not. What, what, what's your
0: favorite uh, agar? What do you use for your plates?
1: Uh, I was using telephone agar. But again, that was just, it was easy to get, it was on Amazon. It got shipped oh. to my door. <laughs> I know, I know, I
0: know. Let me let me rephrase that question. What did you when you were making agar plates, what you, what recipe were you using? Like were you using LME? We're you using
1: LME. Alright. Nice. Just okay. basic. I didn't have any fancy agars. Um, now I did start using charcoal a little bit just to kinda I, I like the black. Sorry, <laughs> I just, it, it, it makes the mycelium looks pretty on black agar. That's
0: it does. I can't argue <clears throat> with that. At least you're honest and not being like this. I'm thinking <laughs> sure it was antibiotic. It, it was, was antibiotic uh, bacterial plating, so I had to do it. No,
1: no, none of none of that vanity, <laughs>
0: vanity, vanity. <laughs> nice. Uh, I don't know. But I mean, I don't know what, I mean. So you don't actually sell anything. You don't have a website. Try to get you to see if you got anything you want to plug.
1: <laughs> no, no. I'm, currently, what I'm trying to do is figure out where do I fit in in the therapy model going forward. And that that's where my focus in the mushroom community has always been. It's I, I, I wanted to figure. Let me back up. So because I was in southern Louisiana I could not find mushrooms for my own personal use. We, I would literally fly to North Carolina, go visit my girlfriend's kids, and while we were there, we would take a trip to DC and then I'd get my mushrooms legally from DC. Damn. That, that Well, that, that 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 was that road trip involved a plane and I had to put it on the plane back that was a a vector of contamination right there (laughs) um (laughs) so that then i was bsing with one of my friends and he was like you know they sell spores online i was like no they don't like yeah you could just buy the spores online and grow them and then two weeks later i had all the stuff in my house for my first little all-in-one grow kit It worked fine, believe it or not. My first grow was successful. I I started hitting a little trouble after that once I got all creative, but I just kind of took off on it at that point. But literally, if I could have found my own mushrooms in Louisiana reliably, I would have never grown them because then I could have got the information I needed from them. Right. But no, I I don't grow. Not anymore. I can't wait to get back to it though. As soon as we change states.
0: Yeah. My state sucks balls too.
1: Oh. Or change laws. It could be laws. Whichever one comes first.
0: I'm pretty sure it's gonna be a state. <laughs> I'm
1: pretty sure it's gonna be a <laughs> Especially this one. Yeah. Uh Although we are one of the states that are, we're pretty close to recreational marijuana here. It's been decriminalized in New Orleans. Um, it's available medicinally here, but like the bullshit type of medicinal. So you, you just need to say, I, I have a anything and they'll write it for you.
0: Yeah, but the problem, I don't know how your state is with the medicinal things. I mean, but I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know the law like this, but I know in New York. If you get your, you have to get your card to get your weed, right? Now, once you get that card, you can no longer work in certain places. You can no longer have a commercial driver's license. You can no longer own a firearm. So, it's, as far as I'm concerned, I would rather do it illegally than let anyone know that I do it. And take away all my rights that are in the constitution.
1: Because well, I'm not a hundred percent not hundred percent sure about some of the job positions that may have some requirements on that here, but I don't think we really have any real negative kickbacks for medicinal use right now. Right. But again, I'm I'm also I don't have very much experience in a job pool where you would have enough liability where that would be an issue. Right.
0: Well, no, yeah. I mean, course, obviously. Maybe not, maybe not us, but I mean, just the fact that they can they can do that when they do make, the, make them legal. So what I'm saying. I mean, they, just because they make it legal, it'd uh, be like the fucking COVID booster fucking little piece of paper that you have to sign up. And now they know everything or whatever. I mean, not that that's even the same thing. I don't know why I said that.
1: But... I well, I just maybe those right? things... Same- the same lobbyists that we don't like, if they make it legal, there's enough capitalism on that where they're not going to want to limit their audience. Right. So they're going to be lobbying for the largest audience ever. Like, don't, No, don't fire anyone. We need more seats to sell more pot. Right, yeah. But a lot of the weirdness is coming... I think a lot of the weirdness is coming because it's technically not legal. Even though these states, you know, um, just because the states said it was legal doesn't mean that the feds can't take you out anytime they want a little money grab. (laughs) Right. So that, that leads to a bunch of, you can't really make a rule because it's still technically illegal. So you got all these weird ways that it's expressing itself. Right.
0: Yeah. I I just hate talking about laws. There ain't nothing we can do about it. Not unless we have millions of dollars to give a senator to go ahead and wipe his ass with.
1: No, there, there isn't anything we can do about it on an individual level. But I do think there are a lot of individuals that make a difference, if that makes any sense. It's. It's, we've really got a lot of momentum that I would not have thought we would have had five, 10 years ago. 10 years ago, I would have never said that you could buy mushrooms anywhere. If you had asked me, you think you can go buy mushrooms somewhere legally? I'd have been like, fuck no, never. <laughs> and now the fact that they're at least talking about it in mental health cases, You know, the the fact that Republicans now know what psychedelics are is a huge thing. That was like a liberal thing. Only the liberals knew what they were. You know, the the hippies, that's one of their things. But when you've got Republicans talking about it, it's we've really gained a lot of momentum.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's it's definitely people like Joe Rogan and everybody else in the mainstream media bringing this shit up a lot. It's out there. Or else people wouldn't be talking about microdosing all the time. You know what I mean?
1: So we're gonna- I just wish we had more. I wish we had more information on microdosing so we can know what that actually is um, and what the actual dosage of microdosing is because there isn't a. Kind of like, you know, with the mushrooms, you've got your your heroic dose at five grams. That's kind of the, the idea. Once you go above five, you're in that heroic realm. With microdosing, it's kind of like we think maybe take this, but we don't know. We definitely know that if you get to a certain point, you get really close to macrodosing, and those are some fun days when people didn't expect to be full-on tripping. <laughs> but, or, or,
0: or when people take the pins because they're garbage, right?
1: <laughs> yes. But but even more so than that is, let's just say that you've put the correct weight of mushroom in there. It depends on which mushroom was ground up and which mushroom within the same grows. Some mushrooms are just stronger than others. We don't, We can't really get dosing down well enough to even tell you how much was in that microdose. Was that a microdose of Golden Teacher, or was it a microdose of like Jack Frost? You know what? What are we talking here? Right. <laughs> that's why- so that, that that's going to make it very difficult.
0: I've been here talking, and I'm like looking away from the microphone like an asshole. But no, yeah, because I mean, they can't get the the, the actual amount of a uh, psilocybin without having the. Uh, they have to have a whole batch of it put together so they can do a test. But it all has, to, because all all our shit changes from tote to tote to tote to tote. Nothing is, you know, there's no baseline. Each strain is different. And each, each grow of each strain is different. And each fruit on each grow of each strain is different. So they basically have to go ahead and, uh, in order for it to be like legal, I think, like, well, no, because they do it with pot, and that's the same way. But you would have to do a huge amount of testing, which is expensive. And then you'd have to be able to tell people exactly the percentage on each mushroom they buy at the fucking, at the fucking dope, at the, what do you call it? That dope, what do you call it? Dispensary? Yeah, the dispensary. I couldn't think of the word for a second. I was like, and I've, and believe it or not, I do see psilocybin in dispensaries now. It's not even decriminalized. But I keep seeing it in the fucking head shops. It's yep. Fair. So, I mean, like it yeah, it's... people know what it is. But, I mean, I can't, I, I mean, I never show my face. You know, people don't know where who I am and stuff. But it's like, I would never do that because all it takes is one fucking snowflake to get offended because they called them a fucking loser to make a fucking phone call. Now my life would be ruined. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking. It's, it's and you're in, and you're in a state that's almost as bad as mine. You know, and your and your whole life they take your life away from you. You know, you might as well be good. You know, I'm doing, I'm growing microdoses for people, and uh, you know, they they'll treat you like a goddamn uh, a
1: heroin dealer. You know, look, it it got scary when I realized I couldn't find mushrooms around here. That means there's a reason. Not right. Uh, I'm I'm sure it's not because there's no demand. I think it's because they actually give a shit about that one for some reason.
0: Which is odd. It's like what there's only like one death that's ever been attributed no in across overseas where the one person did shrooms and decided they were gonna go swimming like in wintertime. So it was the shrooms that killed them? I mean it doesn't make any sense to me. I mean stupid is and stupid does,
1: but no, just because i had I do not sell them does not mean I have not tried to give them away to people, and that has even been a hard sell, like some of my close friends i'm like, you I explain it to them, and their reply is not nah. <laughs> 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 it's just it's not very popular here.
0: It's weird, though. You you don't think it's popular, but there's going to be a group of, like, fucking 20, 30 people around you all of a sudden. That you know where they are. You haven't met them yet. And then one day you'll meet them, and then, like, wait a second, you have mushrooms? Dude, everyone I know does mushrooms. You're like, what the fuck? Where have you been for the last 20 years, motherfucker? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe, buddy. Maybe they're hiding.
0: Well, they're, they, are, they are. They're good at this shit. They should do it for a living.
1: But. I th- I thought that whoever was selling my my pot would have had those, but man, they're like, no, we don't even know where to get that from. I'm like, seriously, you want some crack? I'm like, no, I don't want any fucking crack. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 they're like, I, they're like, I don't have any mushrooms, I don't have any weed, but uh, I've got crack, cocaine, and heroin. Which one of those do you want? And it's like yeah. So basically if I don't have to come back tomorrow because I'm I feel like I'm gonna die, you don't want me to. You're not
1: gonna tell right. Yes indeed. Yeah.
0: But all right. I I don't know. I had fun. You see, toesn't that bad. No. Farrell would would have been on here talking medical shit for fucking thirty five minutes. Which is all right. I just find it it stabs me in my brain may I start talking medical <laughs>
1: yeah. sometimes the medical stuff it, it's too medical <laughs> it, it, it is
0: i mean if it's just like like how we were just talking about it this is good stuff for me i i don't check out and start playing video games while or while i'm doing a podcast <laughs> but no yeah dude so no I, I appreciate you coming on dude i had a good time
1: me too buddy me too
0: Okay, so you don't, yeah, you don't have a website, you don't have an Instagram, you don't have a Facebook.
1: Let's just say to be announced. Once, once I figure out how I plan on doing this facilitation, then I'll, I'll be pushing it. But as of right now, I can't do anything where I'm at, so there's really no reason plugging it. Gotcha.
0: Well, that doesn't matter, because once you start doing that shit, you'll be back on anyways.
1: Yes, sir. <laughs>
0: All right, buddy. Well, I appreciate you coming on, and... Uh... All right, you guys have a great day.
1: Same here. Thank you, buddy.